Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode seventy-five of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Mel Blanc was famous on the Jack Benny program voicing Benny's automobile, violin teacher Professor LeBlanc, Benny's pet polar bear Carmichael, the train announcer, and Polly the Parrot, among others. And though he stayed on the Benny program until its ending in 1955, it was his own radio show, The Mel Blanc Show, that he thought would cement his own signature name in radio. Unfortunately, the show only ran for one season, from 1946 to 1947, and just did not take off with audiences. Of course, Blank went on to a long and illustrious career doing voiceovers and animation work for decades, despite never getting a successful radio show of his own, until his death in 1989. Now sit back and enjoy the February 25th, 1947 broadcast of The Mel Blank Show. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents The Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, Jill Walker, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of The Voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Jack? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you The Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Starring himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. It's a pleasant evening in Mel Blanc's little town, and young lovers, taking advantage of the weather, are walking hand in hand through Crotona Park. On a secluded park bench, Susan Adams is saying to her boyfriend, Oh, Henry, that big man who just walked by nodded to me. Oh, he did, huh? Well, either he apologizes or I'll knock his block off. And walking towards Indian Lake, Shirley Davis is saying to her boyfriend, Oh, Roy, that fellow over there just smiled at me. Oh, he did, huh? Well, I'll go right over there and wipe that smile off his face with my fist. 
And in another part of the park where Betty Colby is walking with her boyfriend, Mel Blank, Betty is saying... Oh, Mel, that tough-looking man over there winked at me. Oh, he did, huh? I could have sworn he winked at me. <laughs> well, after a while, Mel and Betty left the park, and now we find them in the front parlor of Betty's house. Oh, Mel, <laughs> we're all alone in the house. Say, Betty, you know, next month is the annual convention of the Loyal Order of Benevolent Zebras. Nobody will be home for hours. The Grand Caliph is coming to town tomorrow. <laughs> and, and your father wants to be head of the entertainment committee. Mel, kiss me. And if I can help your father, I... <laughs> huh? What'd you say, Betty? I said, kiss me. Betty, you haven't heard a word I said. <laughs> Yes, I have, and I know all about it because the Grand Caliph is coming to our house for dinner tomorrow. Father's been talking about nothing but the convention. Gosh, we had a big convention last year. What a parade. Two big brass bands followed by 3,000 members, all dressed like zebras. Uh, were there many people watching? Well, I don't know, Betty. The part of the zebra I was didn't get a chance to look out. <laughs> and after the parade, the brother zebras really went to town. Brother Jones climbed up to the top of a flagpole and he hung by his teeth. Did he stay up there long? No, Brother Jones came down immediately, but his tea stayed up there for hours. <laughs> Gosh, if your father gets to be head of the entertainment committee, he'll be in charge of supplying the food, and he'll make a lot of money out of his supermarket. And if I help him, he'll surely let me take you to the big dance. Oh, if there's only some way you could help, Father. Yeah. Betty, there is. I can entertain the Grand Caliph. Entertain him? Sure. What do I do best? Sing, dance, or tell jokes? Um... What else do you do? Hmm. Well, I, I'm a great juggler. Here, I'll take these three dishes and, and, and show you. Now, watch this. Now you'll break them. Oh, Betty, where's your confidence? <laughs> Betty, where's your broom? <laughs> oh, there must be something I can do. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Come in. Hello, hello. Oh, it's Professor Pochnik, a piano teacher. Hello, Professor. <clears throat> I know that two is company and three is a crowd. Yes, that's right. But as long as you've got such a big room, I'll stay. <laughs> I thought I would drop in for a minute. I was just giving lessons to that little kid next door. Oh, yes. How is he playing, Professor? Terrible. He's got an upright piano, but when he plays, it's a downright shame. <laughs> I, I told him to hit Do, he hit Ray. I told him to hit Ray, he hit Fa. I told him to hit me, and he did, right in the eye. Say, uh, Professor, Mr. Colby is trying to get the job of supply entertainment for the Zebra con uh, Convention. Can you help him out? Oh, 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 can I help him? Mel, you are talking to a man who was born in a trunk. Oh, you mean you were on the stage? No, my father owned the luggage company. <laughs> but later on, I did go on the stage. Was I good? You know how in Europe they kissed the performers? I was so good, an old lady ran up on the stage and bit me. <laughs> oh, what did you do on the stage, Professor? Oh, I was part of a dance team, Sonia and Max. Fifteen minutes of Charleston. I will never forget how I met Sonia. I danced with her on the back porch. Boy, was I hot. Send me daddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Send me daddy. 
Keep me there, send me there. After I got out of the hospital, I... Hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did you get in the hospital? Her daddy sent me. And then, then I married her and we broke up. She was double-crossing me. Well, how'd you find out? All night long, she is whispering in her sleep, Max, Max. But Max is your name. I know, but she is whispering, Max. Max just left. I'll meet you in 15 minutes, Joe. <laughs> ah, but my heart pines to go to her. She's in Mexico now, dancing under the name of Popocatapetl. <laughs> Popocatapetl? Well, that's a volcano with fire inside. I told her not to eat that Mexican food. Janelle. <laughs> I got a wonderful idea for you to be a comedian. Oh, gosh, Professor, I can't be a comedian. Look, why don't you and Mr. Colby become a team like Abbott and Costello, Amos and Andy, the Brooklyn Dodgers? Uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers? That ain't a team. See? Already you're a comedian. <laughs> Say, that's a good idea. I know a lot of old jokes, too. And I'd do anything to take Betty to the zebra dance. Well, quite a crowd here tonight. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello Mr. There. Colby. Hello, Mr. Colby. Hey, Mel, try what I told you. All right. Uh, Mr. Colby, who was that lady I saw you with last night? It's none of your business. My social life is strictly personal. <laughs> well, don't get mad, Mr. Colby. That's a joke. I've got an idea that'll cinch the entertainment job for you when the Grand Caliph gets here. You're going to be a comedian. But I can't be a comedian. You and I will be a team, like Abbott and Costello, Amos and Andy, the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers? That's a baseball club. See? Already you're a comedian. <laughs> uh... <laughs> hmm. That didn't come out right. Uh, Mr. Colby, we will give you an idea how it goes. Go ahead, Mel. All right. Uh, I got a chicken that lays seven eggs in five days. Seven eggs in five days? What for? So she can get the weekend off. <laughs> oh, when the zebra convention hears us tell that joke, Mr. Colby, they'll fall down. Yeah, right on top of it. <laughs> oh, but Mr. Colby, if we can make the caliph laugh, that'll be enough to get you the job. Well, maybe you have an idea. Mm. Oh, I'll try it. Great. Uh, Mr. Colby... You know that I'm expecting a little bundle from heaven. A baby? No, my uncle. He's a midget and he's flying in from Australia. Mel, <laughs> uh, yeah? uh, when do I get to say the joke? <laughs> you see already, he's a ham yet. <laughs> Great. Now, I'll say to you... And then... Use Colgate Tooth Powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Want teeth that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet? Then try Colgate Tooth Powder, for the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate tooth powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. 
Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate Tooth Powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate Tooth Powder! Well, back to Mel Blank. Mr. Colby has invited the Grand Caliph to his house for dinner tonight, hoping he will be made chairman of the entertainment committee for the annual convention of zebras. Mel has persuaded Mr. Colby to do a vaudeville act with him to impress the Caliph, and for once, it looks like Mel is in solid with his girlfriend Betty's father, the grouchy Mr. Colby. That is, until Hartley Benson, the town Bo Brummel, comes into Mel's fix-it shop, which he is doing right now. Hello, Hartley. It's good to see you. Good. Most people are usually overjoyed. (laughs) Well, old boy, I just stopped by at Betty's house. In fact, I composed a little poem about her. Betty is so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) What were you doing at Betty's house? Well, I stopped by to pick up a book I loaned her. Oh, it's full of romantic passion and burning kisses. The story of a young man, handsome, dashing... A modern Casanova, each night pursued by another beautiful woman. Oh, sounds terrific. What's the name of the book? It's my diary. (laughs) Ah, what a book. Mel, old boy, you haven't lived until you've read December 25th, 1946. And her boyfriend was out playing Santa Claus. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, cut it out, Hartley. The way you talk, you think every woman in this town is crazy about you. Well, form your own conclusion, Mel. But I'm the only man in this town who is approved by good housekeeping. (laughs) So is Drano. (laughs) Now, look, Hartley. I'm busy. I've got a date with Mr. Colby. That's the purpose of my visit, old boy. Mr. Colby has decided that it would be beneath his dignity to perform a cheap vaudeville act. So I'm to tell you to stay away from the house, or he'll break every bone in your body. Well, goodbye, old boy. Nice seeing me. What a character That's all he does Goes out with girls Romances them Hugs them And kisses them Who wants to live like that? I do Gosh, for a while there I was Big shot with Mr. Colby Now, blank, you're a blank Oh, it's my lodge president, Mr. Cushing Hello, man Greetings, mighty potentate Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga Say, what's the matter, mighty potentate? You look a little depressed Well, Mel, I just came from the finance company I tried to get a loan, but they turned me down Why? Well, they asked me what my occupation was And I said, housewife (laughs) You know, I was going to lie about it, Mel But the milkman was standing there When he saw me, he said, hello, cutie (laughs) Oh, stop exaggerating, mighty potentate Why didn't you tell him? Who wears the pants in your family? My wife. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when she's gone, who wears the pants? The lamb chops. <laughs> what a woman. You know, Mel, the other day she wanted to go shopping, and she said to me, John, get out the car and run me over. <laughs> yeah, what a temptation. 
potentate. You talk that way to me about your wife. But what would you say if you lost her? Find us keepers. <laughs> Matter of fact, Mel, once I did nearly lose my wife. She was sick, almost at death's door. Well, I left the hospital room and I sang a solemn song. What song did you sing? Open the door, Richard. <laughs> Those wild stories, mighty potentate. I've got plenty of my own troubles. Mr. Colby wants to get the job as head of the entertainment committee, but he didn't like my idea for helping him. Now I won't be able to take Betty to the zebra dance. Mel, I happen to be a good friend of our caliph. He's very much impressed by movie stars. Now, if you could... Say, that's a wonderful idea, mighty potentate. How did you ever think of the idea of me impersonating different people? Mel, ever since I got married, I've always wished that I was someone else. <laughs> Gosh, the caliph will be at Mr. Colby's house soon. Uh, I gotta get some costumes to impersonate the movie stars. Meanwhile, I'll send Zuki over to tell Mr. Colby what I'm gonna do. Oh, he'll love this idea. Oh, Zuki! Zuki! Uh, Zuki, it looks like Mel has a very good idea. Now, uh, let me get it straight. Well, Mr. Colby, uh, first the grand caliph eats that uh, great big uh, dinner, uh, dinner, uh, that filet mini, mini, uh, mini, uh, that, uh, that stuff, uh, stuff, uh, hash. <laughs> Then Mel is going to visit you and, and, and make believe he's somebody, somebody, uh, another, another, complete, uh, 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 all right, Rookie. I've got it all clear now. You have? Yes. Uh, then explain it to me. I don't understand it myself. <laughs> well, I, I hope you enjoyed the dinner, mighty, supreme, all-powerful, omnipotent, greatest, most judicious emperor, protector, wise. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Oh, yes. Oh, by the way, mighty Caleb, how do you like our little town? Not bad, not bad. Of course, I come from Florida myself. Florida? Yes, didn't you notice the snow on my car? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny joke. You know, mighty Caleb, if I were head of the entertainment committee, which it may behoove your supreme mightiest to appoint me, I would make you MC of our convention show. <laughs> MC? That's a show business term, is it not? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it means... Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, see, I know a lot of people in show business. Hollywood stars are visiting me all the time. You don't say. Well, that may be one of them now. I'll open the door. Uh, hello, Mr. Colby. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, Casper. <laughs> Charlie, how are you? You call him Charlie? Sure. That's my friend, Charlie Chaplin. No, no, no. Charlie Boyer. Ah, uh, Mr. Colby, uh, you are the first one I come to see, my friend. I uh, just come from France on the Normandy. But the Normandy has been sunk for years. Uh, no wonder the food was so soggy. You know, you know, Mr. Boyer, I never miss one of your pictures. I particularly like Gaslight. Oh, yes, uh, Gaslight. Uh, that was made because the picture company could not pay the bill. <laughs> uh, but now that they made money and pay the bill, uh, we make a new picture. Uh, electric light. <laughs> ah, Hollywood is so fascinating. Tell me, what role are you going to play? I play a psychological criminal role. Uh, a bulb snatcher. <laughs> you see, I am a discharged war hero. A G.E. <laughs> uh, by the way, 
Mr. Corby, I hope that this year the loyal order of benevolent zebras can persuade you to become chairman of their entertainment committee. Well, that all depends on... Uh, <clears throat> oh, you did such a wonderful job last year. When you distributed the awards. The Academy Awards? Why, I didn't see you in the newsreels. Uh, the Riding Academy Awards. <laughs> For Western Pictures. For Western Pictures? Why, I didn't know... Uh, maybe... pardon me, I hear the director hollering... Quiet on this set! And I must go. Au revoir! <laughs> well, mighty Caleb, about that entertainment committee job, I... Uh... You know, that's funny, Mr. Colby. He didn't look at all like Charles Boyer. Well, when you get to know stars like I do, you know how different they look on and off the screen. It's what we in show business call, uh, make-off. <laughs> Once it starts, it never stops. I'll get there. Hello, Mr. Colby. Don't you remember your old friend, Peter Loring? Oh, good to see you, Mr. Loring. May I take your things? Yes, but be careful of that glove. There's a finger in it. <laughs> Peter, old pal, come in. Meet the grand Caleb of my love. This is an honor, Mr. Loring. Ugga, ugga, boo. Ugga, boo, boo. Ah! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Body. That's a nice word. Sorry, you look worried. What's the matter? Oh, I had a terrible nightmare last night. I dreamt that I killed two men. Well, why worry about it? It was only a dream. Then why did I pay postage on the two bodies I shipped to Milwaukee? <laughs> oh, Mr. Laurie, you don't really mean that, do you? Of course not. I'm such a happy fellow. Last night, we had such a gay time at a party. We played spin the body, hide and shriek, and ducking for... Uh, ducking for, uh, apples? No, after we duck them, they can't eat apples. <laughs> oh, I also had a hobby, hunting. Last week, I went hunting with my friend George. I always wanted to have an elk's head hanging in my den. Uh, did you get one? I was lucky. George was an elk. <laughs> well, I must go now. Au revoir. I'm, I mean, goodbye. Uh, uh, Au revoir. I'm... Wait a minute. I knew there was something phony here. Oh, Mel Blank, you idiot. Now you've really gummed things up for me. Oh, well, gosh, Grand King, I was only trying to help Mr. Colby so I could take his daughter to our zebra dance. He, he didn't want to do what we originally planned. Well, what did you plan? Well, I was supposed to say to him, uh, Mr. Colby, this housing shortage is terrible. Do you still live in that penthouse? And he was supposed to say, Yes, I'm lucky I still have a roof under my feet. Roof? <laughs> <laughs> you like it? Like it? Why, it's terrific. That's smart entertainment. Did you hear that, Mr. Colby? Yes, he likes it. Well, let's give him some more. Hey, Yabbat! What is it, Costello? Hey, Yabbat! You know, my folks are in the iron and steel business. You don't say. Oh, yeah. My mother irons and my father steel. <laughs> Four cents coffee costs a nickel. I know, but who buys retail? Ah! <laughs> hey, you know, I got a dog that's worth ten thousand dollars. Half collie and half bull. Really? What part bull? I know the part about the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> well, what do you know? Another comedian. <laughs>
gosh, Mel, it was wonderful how you helped Father get the entertainment committee job. Just what did you do? Oh, it was nothing. I just told a few terrific jokes like, uh, well, uh, get a load of this one. Uh, Betty, I just got a dog with long white hair. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. A uh, Spitz? No, he just drools a little. <laughs> oh, Mel, aren't you ashamed of yourself? Oh, what's the use? You can't win. Oh, I'm a bad boy. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. Have you heard about Colgate tooth powder? The new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder that cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath? Colgate tooth powder creates a rich, lively, clean-tasting foam that really cleans. Your whole mouth feels fresh and sweet. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And when it comes to cleaning your teeth, this new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder removes dingy surface stains, reveals the natural brilliance of your teeth. Colgate tooth powder does everything a dentifrice should do. That's why it's an all-purpose tooth powder. Use Colgate tooth powder for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder! This is Bud Easton reminding you that Colgate tooth powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Now, more and more fats and oils are needed to make more and more of the things we need so badly. Your butcher pays you a high price for every pound of waste fat you take to him. So do fill it in and turn it in. Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for